We kick off hour number two. It's brought to you by the Knoxville TVA Employees Credit Union. Check them out online at tvacreditunion.com. Tell me, heard about them right here on Fan and Radio. Hickman, if I asked you to write the lyrics to this song out, do you think you could? No. You can't help but it's happy. Like, I, it's a good song. I really, one of my favorites, but. <laughs> but I don't know a single word of it. I don't listen I to music, knock dude. Him. I'm not like that. Yes, I'm, I'm you like that, do. Dude. I listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and that's about it. That is such a weird, and I, I don't even dis. Like I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but to say like that's all I listen to, I don't know. It's kind of weird. it's literally like the same six or seven Red Hot Chili Peppers songs with some country music, and that's it. And you're the guy who picks bumpers. Okay, uh, I play the best bumpers at the station. Shots fired. All right, back to uh, Rick Barnes. I do feel like the guys get a little sensitive to the yelling. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's Rick Barnes. He's gonna he's gonna bark. It's fine. He's he's gonna love you after the game. He's gonna love you in the offseason. He's gonna love you for the rest of your life. I would. I, I think guys get nervous because they get pulled. I think they want to. I think guys who get in the game want to stay in the game, and they get nervous because they know if they make a certain mistake. They get yanked. Mm. We talked about shots. He barks at Key for not taking open shots. Mm-hmm. I think everybody hears that. So then guys get a quote-unquote open look, and they take it. And then they'll get pulled. Key included. Because you're thinking, is this an open shot? I think it's an open shot. Maybe it's not quite open. Oh, uh, should I pass it? Should I shoot it? Uh, I don't know. Like, I think our players are thinking too much on offense. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And I don't think it's, I don't know the play. I got to remember, oh, am I supposed to set that back screen? Oh, oh, do I slip that? Do I curl that? It, it depends on the defense. Uh, is he sagging off? Is he going to go around? Is he going to go under? Is he going to trail? Like, it's not that. It's, is this a good shot? Oh, God. Uh, maybe it's not. I'll just keep, we'll just keep working the ball. And you made a really good point. When you were coaching, you turned down an open shot. It's fine. No shot clock. We're going to run offense. We're going to get another open shot. Yep. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I think we're turning down pretty good looks and taking not so good looks because I think all the guys are confused. Because at this point in the season, like there, there is no way that every shot this team gets, it's going to be, oh, cut the ball, feet are set, check my watch. Yep. Yep. Oh, feel good. Okay, let me make sure I've got the arm angle right on my elbow. I'm going to jump now. I'm going to shoot it. Zip. Oh, yeah. Thank God I had all that time. Like, no, teams know what you're doing. We're playing better teams. We're playing teams that we've played before. We have maybe not South Carolina, although they look pretty good against Alabama. But, like, Arkansas and Auburn, they're going to play great defense. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get a ton of just, ah, check the wind. Mm -hmm. All right, there it is. Like, you're not going to get those shots. And I think our guys are still in that mode of like, is is this a good shot? I don't know. Uh, and so we turn we turn down pretty good shots. I think. I think when I watch us play, we turn down pretty good shots, and we miss we miss pretty good shots. I mean, this is not a a high efficiency scoring team. Mm-hmm. We're just not that. 
But then I think the later we get into the shot clock, and and this is necessity, you have to get a shot up, but then we've turned down two or three pretty good looks, Mm -hmm. and then it gets late, and then we're forced to take a bad shot, and then I think sometimes when we get to that point, Barnes does overreact and pull guys. It's like, you you took a bad shot. Coach, there were three seconds left on the shot clock. Yeah. I mean, we had guys just hold the ball during the shot clock expiring the other day. That happened, what, two or three times yeah. that happened? Yeah. Twice, I believe. I thought it was two, but I couldn't remember if I might have missed one. Our, yeah, I texted you. Like our, our late shot clock awareness is awful. It's it's so bad. It's like we'll have a decent look with four three seconds on the clock, something like that. And it's like, okay, we can get a better look. And it's like, do you not realize like, no, how you, much you, time you, can't. you have? You can't get a better look because you're the most open guy on the court, and now you're trying to create more or a, a better look, and you got three seconds to do it. And that's what I'm saying. We turned down decent shots early in the shot clock for a better look. Then we run out of time. Then we have to shoot something stupid, and then Barnes pulls somebody. Like so, this is this is like double edged. Like we we got to start taking looks that aren't they're not going to be perfect. Yeah, but you got to shoot the damn ball. I'd much rather have a slightly contested, not perfect shot at ten seconds than a oh god, there's two seconds on the shot clock and I'm forty feet from the basket. Let me just drive real quick and throw up a three. Like mm-hmm. that's stupid. But I don't, I don't know like where that necessarily stems from. But I think it's the way Barnes reacts to turning down shots and taking bad shots. I think everybody who gets in is so scared to get pulled. And Barnes has a, like, could you imagine being B.J. Edwards? And and I, I, he may be the happiest kid, and he might be doing everything right, and it doesn't bother him. But just imagine you get into the game, and you know the first mistake you make. Not only are you coming out of the game, you're never going back in. And it's a game you're in, and you're not prepared for because of the way... Things have been handled yeah. since the season started. You've been I'm, treated as a practice squad player all year. I mean, I think when he goes in the game, he knows he's only going to get three minutes max, no matter what he does, and he's coming back out for the rest of the game. Like, I just I don't understand how that would ever work to like help him improve. Like, it, it, it makes no sense. But you know, I can't imagine how that feels. You know, there, there's got to be something with the mindset that he has going into these games, like you said, Nate. Like, kid probably knows, hey, unless I make a mistake and get pulled earlier, I'm only in here three minutes max. It's like for him as a player, if you know you're only getting one little three-minute run, if that, your mindset's probably not to go out there and try and help your team. It's probably, I'm just going to exist on the court and not try and mess anything up. Exactly. That's the way he's been playing. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I think everybody – well, not everybody. I think a lot of our players are so scared to make a mistake that we play Mm -hmm. a – a str- especially, I mean, he does pull guys for bad defensive stuff, but it it feels like we're so timid on offense. Yeah, and maybe timid isn't the right word. We're well, I, no, I guess that's right. Like we're just we're nervous. We're scared to death. Mm-hmm. The only like the only person I feel like who has the whatever you do on offense, it doesn't matter as far as far as like a shooting and trying to score is Vescovy. Like I don't, I don't think there's a shot Vescovy could take where Rick Barnes is like, "Damn, Viva, that was not good enough." But everybody else, it's either 
you turned down a shot, you took a bad shot. What are you doing? I I just it's it's like we it's like we play looking over our shoulder at Rick Barnes on offense, and it's just weird to me. Like not every shot's going to be perfect, but we turn down decent shots for the hope of a better one, but we turn them down with like eight seconds on the shot clock, and then we turn the ball over due to a shot clock violation, or we get off a shot that doesn't hit the rim. It, like it's just it's it just makes no sense to me. It's like this team needs a confidence boost, but I don't think that con- the, it clearly does not come from beating a good team. Like that, that like beating Alabama was awesome. It was not enough of a confidence. Like this team needs a different type of confidence boost, and I don't know at this point in the season what that is or how you give it to them. Well, and you know, I got asked yesterday about the offense and scheme and stuff, and they are trying different things to create offense where the guys don't have to think as much. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I noticed in the A and M game, you know, they have this this like three out two in kind of dribble drive set where they're they're telling the bigs to stay down in the short corner and keep the middle of the floor open and be ready right. to duck in, be ready to screen if a guy kind of like runs through their area, but they're keeping them really low. They have another set that's also three around two, but you'll see the bigs, a lot of times it looks like both guards go down and then pop back out to kind of start it, and then you'll see the bigs working from uh, – kind of the channel I guess along the edge of the the block uh, not the block the paint like working the edge of the paint up and down all the way up above the elbow all the way down to the block and they're looking to screen for the guard on their side at any point when they come through their area mm-hmm. and it looks to me like kind of like uh, Virginia's blocker mover offense yeah and, you mentioned that and those the, the the two bigs are the blockers they have certain rules about where they need to be on the floor. Uh, it depends on which system you're in. Sometimes it's, hey, if, if one guy's high, you stay low. If the other guy's low, you stay high, and you guys you know interchange and move. So if, 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 if your buddy's low and you come down low, he should rise up. And those different movements by the bigs, when compared with screen any time a guard comes near you with whichever way the defender's playing it, mm-hmm. set the correct screen, and then be ready to slip and duck in, creates this – it can create really beautiful offense because now the three guards are, are moving in certain ways and running off those screens. And, and so I, I think that they have installed that to try and help this whole concept. And guys are, you know, guys are supposed to read the screens, take shots when they're open, and attack the basket. Um, and it, it actually worked. I thought it was working pretty well in the A&M game. Um, especially there were stretches in the first half where I was like, this offense is really giving A&M zone problems because it was drawing two defenders from A&M because they couldn't pass it off fast enough. Yeah. And then we were getting open driving lanes and then kicking. And I mean, we had a, a couple beautiful plays where, you know, we made the extra pass, got a wide open look, knocked it down. Um, but then late in the game, as things kind of came to a grinding halt, we didn't play with that same free flow movement mm-hmm. and that's typical of, of every team I mean you know one of the reasons that high flying pressing teams a lot of times get upset in March is because late in the game it gets into a grinded out mentality and no matter how fast you play for 35 minutes the last five minutes like especially in tournament time people get tight they slow down mm-hmm. and manufacturing points becomes more important and sometimes those teams get beat in that situation um, but for us it's like we we're trying to run some some different things that help open it up, but in the last five, we, you know, we kind of revert back to, we just we don't move very much, and 
there's not a post player that we can just isolate on the block and throw it in there to and watch him go to work while mm-hmm. we stand around waiting to catch and shoot from three. And there's not a guard. Like, Zakai on that last possession comes down, and he's going to take his guy, but we don't have that guard that can just straight up bring the ball down the floor and then take his guy to the basket. Um, I, like, like, we just we just don't. Like, Vescovy is our best option, but he is at his best when there's more movement. Like, he, he's you, – you just you – you have to coach it a little harder and force guys to, to move late in the game and get used to playing – in crunch time, a little more free. Yeah. Then you combine that with that whole like kind of overbearing shot selection um, mentality, and it it's it's made this team really really tight. Mm-hmm. Um, for for Grant and Admiral's team, I felt like those guys almost pushed through it. Kind of what you're talking about, like with Pat Summit gets on a kid, and maybe their freshman year they kind of cower, but by the time they're a senior, yeah. You take it. They might make a mistake, and she starts yelling, and she's like, I got you, coach. And then they come back down the floor, and they make an amazing play because it, it raises their level. It, it hyper-focuses them. Well, was it last year when he was getting Barnes was getting on Kennedy Chandler and Josiah grabbed him and was like, hey, no, mm-hmm. not right mm-hmm. now. We need this kid. Like, we need more of that. We need some of the leaders on this team. And I, I, I don't know why. Not wh- necessarily to fight back on no, Barnes, no, 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 just no. to step up and, and, just and be say, like, I got it. I will, we, I will make the play. Yeah, or just to look a teammate in the eye and say, dude, quit worrying about that. Like, who wants the ball late? Do any of these guys want it? Do they want the pressure? Or are they too scared about being, tra- quote-unquote, trashed by the fan base if they don't make the right play late in the game? Like, who 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 will who can handle the pressure? I think Vescovy can handle it. Yeah. I think it has to be him. Just not the free throw line. No. He, I think he he'd fi- want the he, ball again. He fixed that problem. I mean, I, I think we're good there. He might miss. I don't care if – I don't really – I'm not really asking are they going to make it or miss it. I just want to know who would want that, the ball. No, that, that's the point. This is this is like a, a, a defender on the soccer team just got yanked down in the box, and we got a PK in a 1-1 match in the 93rd minute, and all the forwards and midfielders, the, the guys that score, start looking at each other like, who's going to take it? Yeah. Who's our guy that's like, I want it, I'll take it, and I'll make it? And he, he might miss. He still might miss. Yeah. But I want the guy that's like, give me the ball, I'll make it. I want the Jimmy Chitwood out of Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. Coach, I know I could be a decoy, and that play might look great, and the scheme might make you like a genius, but I will make it. Yep. Who's our guy? And he needs to be the one taking the shots. In the last five oh, losses, I, mean, I agree. In the last five losses, Vescovy's taken a quarter of the shots and scored half the points. He's your guy. You're listening to Three and Out. Hour two rolls on. Big weekend. Basketball team needs to get back on track. Baseball has a weekend series. Dayton, the Flyers. Flyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the weather's changed a million times. Let's see what let's see what the latest is here. Okay. Yeah. Rain. 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 Got it. Okay. Well, it's gotten colder since I woke up. Really? Yeah, it was 51. 
Now it's 49. It's not 49 here, buddy. <laughs> what is it then, Nate? It says it's 58. Is that the that, high? That's a huge difference. Is it the high or is that current? Uh, oh, is it the high? Is it the high? Did you read the high and give me the... No, it says it's 56 right now. Well, you just said 58, so now it's 56. Well, it's going to be 58. But yeah, it's, it is actually getting colder, so... Maybe yours. Maybe your watch is right. I don't know. Could be colder at the airport. No, it does say fifty six. Don't it? Well, I'll be dinged. <laughs> your watch hadn't updated. You need to refresh. What they play at seven tonight? No, like four thirty. Four. Oh, I thought yeah. Four thirty tomorrow. Or no, it's two o'clock tomorrow. Right. Four thirty again. Four thirty. Four thirty. Then they usually eight. start them earlier, early two, in the season. The, I thought it was two tomorrow. Mm. Know, the we'll check. Game. Basketball games at six, right? Yeah. Yep. Terrible time. I'd rather Which like one on was a, six? Well, on a Saturday, I'd rather it's be at like eight or nine or like one or two. Six is like dinner time. I mean, it's <laughs> there's stuff, a lot of stuff going on at that that point in time. What time do games start during the week? Seven. Mm-hmm. That's fine during the week. It's a different schedule during the week. There's just a lot of stuff like like afternoon stuff is still happening usually on a Saturday at six. You got big plans. Evening stuff is usually starting. Before, you know, or, or you're you throwing know. a crawfish boil for your neighborhood friends, aren't you? In the in the spa, yeah. Like you said. Yeah, it's two tomorrow. Yeah, two. Yeah. Jeez, Houston. <laughs> what? What did I? What? You said it was four thirty tomorrow. It's four thirty today. Two. No, I said it's four thirty today. I heard. He said, said I think it's two tomorrow, tomorrow, and you said four thirty. I thought you said 430. You must not have heard him ask about yeah. tomorrow. So you reiterated 430 today. I just reiterated. 430 today. Okay. We'll give they you love the benefit the, of the doubt. They Two. love the 430 games early in the season yeah. because they're worried it's going to be cold. They want the sun to be out so that people show up to the games. Well, so yeah. they sell tickets and hot dogs and beer. And then as the season goes on, the games will start later and later and later. Right. We got you. What do you think of the uh, triple deck added to the porch out there in left field? Looks good. It does look good. Any more questions? Think that would protect the cars over there. <laughs> the way that wind was whipping the other night, I was like, "Oh God, someone's someone's gonna need a new windshield." Hmm. Charlie Taylor almost hit it. Apparently, Dayton got swept this week, oh, oh, so really? they're not very good. Who did they play? I want he to say know. it was Western Kentucky. Hmm. They're picked uh-huh. third in their conference. Pick third. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the A ten. I don't know. If the, I mean, obviously, the attendance not great at baseball. But uh, last year they went twenty three and twenty seven. They were ten and fourteen in conference. It's not good. <laughs> what do you mean? It is kind of bad. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> not Chris, bad. If they got swept by Western Kentucky, yes. Hmm. I'll th- I don't know. Oh, what do you? <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Western Kentucky swept them. Why are you victory lapping that? No one fought you on that. Uh, we just Cressa, he doesn't know. Oh, okay. Five to three, six to one, seven. What do you want me to do? I mean, we can all use a Googler. Like, it's fine. Maybe you should pay more attention to the uh, weekly scouting reports Callum sends in. Well, okay, then tell me about it. I mean, he sent this a couple of days ago. It's, all right, well, tell me about what you said. You paid attention to it. I guess I missed it. I apologize. It's not very good. The The report wasn't very good? 
no, Western Kentucky's not that good. Well, we know that. They just got swept by Dayton, but we played Dayton. So uh, what is the scouting report about? I they, mean, Dayton's not that good. I know what you meant. I was making the point that you said Western Kentucky, even though you meant Dayton. So tell me what I need to know about the Dayton Flyers from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, I can repeat what I already said. They were picked third uh, in their conference, and they're 0-3 I think, on the yeah, season. No, it's good. He needs your they help. Went, Looks uh, like their best player is left fielder Michael Adair. Okay. 6'1", 200-pound junior. Adair. Batting three thirty three. One okay. run, one RBI. Designated hit, hitter Ben Jones, senior, also batting three thirty-three. Ben Jones and Adair. Wait, he literally just sent this in? No, he sent it in originally, like, I think Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, but never mind. Did you read this, like, two minutes ago and then say, like, I think it was Western Kentucky, then Google it, even though you had just read who it was to say, look how right I am? No. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe it was, I mean, how else would you know that? You know the answer to that question. I, oh yeah, I, I looked it up. I think it was Western Kentucky. I was I was scouting. You didn't even watch our game, and you're telling me that you scouted Dayton two days ago. Apparently, one of their pitchers has a ERA over seven. So there's that. One of, one of their pitchers named Ryan Steinhauer. Apparently, someone just sent me this. Did Callum send you that? No, this was someone else. I don't. Mm. I'm sure Callum probably knows this, but neat little note on one of Dayton's players. Their first baseman is a distant cousin to Albert Pulhos. Okay, his name is Marcos Pulhos. Pujols. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that is a that is a fun fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, just dynamite stuff. Yeah, I don't see how they're really distant if they have the same last name. But <laughs> send a break. I can't. I can't even. I... <laughs> Name the movie. I don't know this. Yeah, you, you. Okay, I'll give you a hint. I thought, I'm pretty sure I. No. Greatest I movie soundtrack ever. Arguably. It's top three. Okay, Hickman. <laughs> Great hint, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> he knows that the song is in a movie. Like. <laughs> Great soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> what? I don't it's know. What is it? It's Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we've, I, this is like deja vu. I feel like we've done that before. Name the movie. 
Hickman, give him a hint. All right, it's a really good soundtrack. It's like, I, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, a lot of people <laughs> regard Pulp Fiction as having one of the best soundtracks ever, so. <laughs> no, I like well, it's, it's I, confusing because they've remade that song like three times, too, right? Like, oh, I don't know. At least I don't know. That's the only version I pledge allegiance to. Did you ever watch Captain Kangaroo? Mm-mm. I don't even know what what it is. Is it a cartoon? I think it's an old cartoon. I gotta look it up. Probably should ask Bear if he knows what it is. Was that an old joke? Yeah, it was. It's kind of like watching this basketball team. Not a cartoon. Hmm. 1961. Okay. Wow. Stories, skits, songs, games, educational activities for kids. Captain Kangaroo. Ooh, actually... This says 1955. 29 seasons. Wow, really? Yeah. Must have been a popular popular deal. What was he the captain of? And he wasn't a real kangaroo, right? No. Just Mm. a dude? Just a guy. Bob Keeshan. Played Captain Kangaroo. Okay. Cosmo Allegretti played Bunny Rabbit. Bunny Rabbit. Yeah. Mr. Green Jeans, Mr. Baxter, Debbie, mm. Slim Goodbody. Good to know. Slim Goodbody? Oh, that's a character on Captain Kangaroo. Slim Goodbody. Yep. Oh, that name's probably getting canceled. Wouldn't want to. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Cosmo Allegretti was not only Mr. Bunny Rabbit, but he was also Mr. Moose. Oh, I love when actors actresses play multiple parts. You know, it just really shows, shows such the, a the yeah. range. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, Sam Levine was the Banana Man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby. Man, you're just finding out all kinds of stuff. Wow. Uh, Debbie Weems appeared as Debbie. She was also the voice for the puppet character, Baby Duck. Mr. Baxter was played by James Walls. He was also the stage manager. Mm. Uh, Kevin Clash was the puppet character, Artie. John Burstein was uh, Slim Goodbody. What's Bill Cosby doing these days? I don't, I mean. Didn't they reverse his sentence or something so he didn't have to go to jail or whatever? No clue. I'll be honest. What? I thought he was dead. Bill Cosby? <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought I remembered him passing away, but I did uh, not. I don't remember that. I talked to him one time. Really? really? You never told this story. I was in Philadelphia at a Final Four game, and we had this weird seat right behind the like on-court stage. Not on-court, but the, the stage set. Mm-hmm. We were just right there at the rail, and he was about to go on set. Yeah. And he came, and he sat down like right in front of me. And I said, I really like your old stand-up show. And he turned and looked up at me, and he goes, thank you. Now, have some of this drink I made for you, lad. Well, th- no, then somebody brought him a bunch of uh, Philly cheesesteaks. Oh. Like a bag. I can't remember if it was like Pat's or Gino's or whatever. 
And people were like, hey, Bill, give me a sandwich. And he looked back at him and just was just like, this is awkward. But have you ever seen his stand-up? Uh, it's been I, a long there, time. I forget the name of it. I know he's been recently canceled, but his old stand-up is really, really funny. Well, it says here he got overturned, so he might be back on. So he's uncanceled? He said he was planning on touring. I saw that. He's 85. That does not seem smart. Storytelling's fun. You remember that kid show he made, Little Bill? Whoa, his name is William Henry? I didn't know that. That was my dad's name. Mm. Whoa. His name is William Hank Cosby Jr. My mind just got fried right there. Yeah, That's crazy. Mm. I've only known one William Henry in my entire life. It was Mm -hmm. my father. I wonder if he was named after Bill Cosby. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. It's, sorry. It's funny to me. It's funny to me. It's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bill Cosby. Whoa. What now? A picture of him from the 1965 show I Spy. It doesn't even look like him. Mm. Bill Cosby himself, Hickman, you need to look that up. Really funny stuff. Great stand-up. Bill Cosby himself. Himself. So he said thank you to you. That's all he said. Yeah. uh, I mean, that's nice of him. He said something. Yeah. He just looked at the other people asking for his sandwiches and was like, you guys are morons. We didn't say that. But no, he was... No posse, no security, just walked up there like, you know. It was in Philadelphia, which is his, you know, hometown. He's he's a big Philly guy. Mm. Okay. You ever been to Philadelphia, Hickman? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Couldn't remember. What about you? You ever been to Philadelphia? Just to the airport. Doesn't count. Yeah. Decent city back when I was there. Got a great view of the- Back uh, then. The stadium's coming in, though. No, I was about to say that's the, the it's, link. it's yeah, it's the one stadium that you can really get a well, and Cleveland flying in and out of Cleveland and Philadelphia, you get a great look at the football stadium. The deadest city I've ever seen is Minneapolis. When you really, just, when you're flying over it, it just looks lifeless. You ever been to Cleveland? Uh, no, and I don't plan on it. Yeah, don't go. Um, actually, yeah, I'd say Cleveland is the weirdest place I've ever been. I think we flew into Cleveland. Anyway, like you're driving into Cleveland and it looks like a bomb went off hmm. until you get to like the city center, essentially. But everything literally looks like there was the biggest fire of all time. And then you're downtown and they tell you to please be back in the hotel by 5.30 p.m. because the streets get dangerous. Don't go to Cleveland. Okay. Just FYI. Noted. Did see LeBron James though when I was there. I was there for Johnny Manziel's rookie. Uh, oh yeah, season's training camp that was insane. Cause there, we we parked and you just walked through like these neighborhoods and all of a sudden, boom! There's like this massive Browns training facility. What? I just remembered something Davey said. Oh. <laughs> boom! There's a yeah yeah <laughs> right right right. We'll come back final segment <laughs> hour two next. 
Final segment, hour number two. Oh, uh, back to that three-point shooting thing. Uh, you know, Victor Bailey's 15th in the country, 117 attempts. There's a kid from Belmont who's taken 199 attempts from three. Uh-huh. And he's made 92 of them. Drew Friberg. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say 92 of 192? Of 199. 92 of 199. He's 46.2%. He's a 6'7", 215-pound senior. 6'7"? Uh-huh. Oh, he's a senior. Yeah. And I think you know where I was going with that one. I mean, just so for... If, if you only watch Tennessee... Um, Vescovy has attempted 183 threes. And this guy's attempted 199 and is shooting 46%. That is insane. Senior. Mm-hmm. Got a COVID year? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Belmont is like not that far away. Uh, for perspective, that's he has attempted more threes than any player on our team has attempted twos. Conwell leads our team with two-point attempts at 196. One ninety nine. That is something. Is now that I look at our stats, is that? I mean, I think that's the problem with our team. Hmm. We we don't have anyone that's a two point shooter. You know, we talk about rim and three pointers and all that yeah, stuff. And yeah. We came in the season thinking, well, right, we're going to shoot a bunch of threes this year. The problem is we don't have any rim guys. We don't have any. We don't have any post guys that are two feet in the paint going to score, and we don't have any drivers that are right to the rim and going to score. Alabama, Arkansas, like these long athletic teams, get to the basket, get to the basket. A and M, get to the basket, get foul. Their guys aren't even great shooters. They just get to the basket, get foul, go to the line, make free throws. Well, I want you to think about this entirety of the season. When we attack the rim and go, somebody goes in for a layup. It's like kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so rare. Yeah. Like when Zakai's getting to the rim against Texas and laying it in, you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Right. Because we have so many players who just that is not a part of their game. And I'm talking about like dribble attack, not come walk catching a lob or right. you know I'm yeah. you know I got inside leverage and I get the lob over the top and then just jump up and score. I'm talking about like attacking the basket. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen in this. I won't say in this offense, but with this team. Yeah, some people are talking about that this morning. Um, is that like if you put Kennedy Chandler on this team and the elements that he brought from the point guard position? And I look, this is I don't want anyone to hear me say anything like, "Oh, uh, Zakai is not a good point guard. He's really good." Did, did you see that stat by the way last night, Hickman? That he is uh, like third in the country in assist rate in conference play or something like that? Yeah, I saw it. Okay, just making sure. Jerry Collins was first, I believe. Yeah, which he. Do you remember who was second on that list? No, I can't remember who it was. But Zakai was third. But anyway, if you had Kennedy Chandler, mm-hmm. who, not a super tall guy, nope. but could attack and finish at and above the rim, I would say, I don't know what he finished percentage-wise, but late in the season, felt like he was a pretty damn good three-point shooter. Yeah. How much does he change this team? I think it changes everything. I think it's yeah, I do too. I think we're your final four good. 
When was he drafted? Were we Final Four good last year? Uh, <sighs> I mean, I think down the... S- did Michigan win their next game after they beat us? No, I don't think they did. Okay. Next, yeah, no, they didn't because they played Villanova and Nova went to the Final Four. Okay. I will say, like, you showed spurts of it last year, especially when you closed the season out by beating Kentucky at home, Arkansas, and Auburn. I mean, and when going we, to win when the we won the tournament. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like we got a pretty good draw, so to speak, for the SEC tournament. But, I mean, who tournament. do we have this year that's helping us that we didn't have last year? Phillips? I mean, I'm not counting Key. Oh, no, he's saying who's who's on this team this year that's really making an impact. That's new. Yeah, no. Phillips on defense. That's it. Yeah, defense. So, I don't know that adding Phillips to last year's team makes us Final Four. Like, I, right. I, I, don't but that's, I don't think we're beating Villanova. I sure. Mean, I mean, they blasted us. But adding Kennedy November. to this team, which a month ago we were saying is Final Four good. But they're not. Like, that was a lie. They weren't Final Four good a month ago. Nate, the statistics showed all the analytical data. All right, showed that that was maybe maybe the best team ever. So Kennedy Chandler last year, he finished the season. Here's some of his shooting games from three: thirty-three percent, seventy-five percent, fifty-seven percent, thirty-three, fifty, eighty-three, forty. You're going game by game. Yeah, those are just who did shoot? Who did shoot eighty-three percent from three against? That was against. Arkansas in the regular season. Do you have the attempts on that? What's the yeah. breakdown? How do you get eighty three percent? That's what I'm wondering. Or was, wait, on. was it Arkansas? Yeah, Arkansas. Where'd he go? What 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 were the what? attempts and yeah. the and the makes, like the raw data, the numbers? Like was mm-hmm. he what is that? Is that five or six? Okay. Shouldn't know that. Five or six is eighty three percent? Give or take, yeah, I guess. All right, that makes sense. I guess that's correct. You know, mathematically, factually, accurate. What I'm saying is, if you put Kenny Chandler on this year's team, it's just last year's team plus Phillips, Key. That's it, right? No, that's a good point. I mean, I mean, Ziegler might be a better player this year, and if he doesn't have the pressure, if if he if he's he's still coming off the bench, that's why I'm so frustrated by the B.J. Edwards thing. Because we were told B.J. Edwards would replace Kenny Chandler, and you would have that uh, type but, of team. But this who year. were we told? And I'm not. No, not, no, no. I'm uh, not blaming. I'm not blaming the, the yeah, t- yeah. university or anything. The the rankings told you that though. That he was. Like, yeah. He was ranked in that realm. And, a little lower, but okay, yeah. Okay, and, yeah. and and just by the fact that Rick Barnes took his commitment says that he's a should be a contributor, right? Like any freshman we sign at this, as Rick Barnes said, this phase two of his rebuild at Tennessee, mm-hmm. I would think could play any top 100 freshman should be playing 15 to 20 minutes a game minimum, if not more. So, like, that's where the B.J. Edwards miss, you know, whatever level you thought he was going to be at, he, is, he has not made it. Like, no one said, I bet this guy will run scout team this year. That was never anyone's thought process, including the coaches. But staff. run it damn well. So the fact that you missed on him is is just really hurt. Because even if let's say let's say they knew he was a little bit of a work in progress, surely they thought he could back up Zakai Ziegler and play fifteen minutes at point or ten minutes even at point mm. and be effective. I mean, he's playing two minutes and just trying not to get screamed at. Yeah. So that's a huge hole in the roster. And when Zakai gets in foul trouble, they can't even go to him. 
Zakai got in foul trouble against um, who, who was Kentucky before? against Kentucky. Yeah. Zakai got in foul trouble against Kentucky. They tried to go to BJ Edwards in the first half. Then Zakai got his fourth foul in the second half, and they didn't. They just went with the all the other guards. Mm-hmm. So, what's our record when Zakai finishes the game with four fouls? We are like over. I hadn't seen that. Stat. Yeah, but it's a pretty small sample size. Yeah, so, I mean it's obviously a factor though, for sure. Yeah, it's been a thing. We'll come back, kick off hour three next. <laughs> 